welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you stopped by. My name is Connor Morganti, and I'm devoted to bringing you the best of all things money each and every week. When it comes to money, do you feel like you missed something along the way? Do you ever think that financial prosperity just isn't in the cards for you? If this hits home, don't feel alone. I've talked to hundreds of women whose overarching feelings about money are stress and confusion. The financial world can be daunting. Trust me, I know it's not a subject that's always user-friendly, accessible, or directed particularly towards women. But, and it's a pretty important but, if you're ready to take charge of your personal finances, congratulations. There's nothing more empowering than understanding how money works, and more specifically, how it can work for you. Join me each week to get your free money coaching while all the while keeping the conversation real with straight talk and some humor. Because all my pals will confirm that I'm hilarious. If you've been searching for a helpful and heartfelt virtual learning opportunity without judgment, well, sister friend, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Southern Fried Business Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Southern Fried Business Podcast with your host, me, Connor Morganti. And I wanted to um, share with you an interesting episode today because usually I try to make it more about money, money mindset, and those things relate here, yes. But today I wanted to tell you about how I managed my family's restaurant for a month and what I learned from that experience. So my husband and I are the co-owners of several restaurants in our hometown of Steamboat Springs. And one in particular has been a little difficult getting up to speed. We'd hired two general, different general managers to run things and best way to put it, they both sucked. One was just incompetent and the other one was very overwhelmed. But let's backtrack a little. I've been in the business world for over 30 years, specifically in the financial or money industry. But no matter where I've worked or the industry that I've worked in, I've been with all types of people. Some weird, some wonderful, and some horrible. Maybe that's why I'm self-employed now. (laughs) But here's the top things I've learned so far in our restaurant that might help you. Uh, Number one, one of the first things I've noticed, and this goes for any business, self-employed, small business, corporate, whatever, you are and should be a thermostat and not a thermometer. I noticed this very quickly at the restaurant. If I ever came in in a bad mood or kind of frustrated, then the staff would quickly follow. They'd start to get all snipey with each other and even with customers sometimes. However, if I make sure my attitude is aligned, then they follow that too. We shouldn't just take others' temperature being reactive like a thermometer. We should work to set the temperature around us being proactive like a thermostat. This this holds true at home too. When I'm stressed out or in a bad mood, my family immediately picks up on that and reflects 
that back to me. So be a thermostat. Don't be a thermometer. My second thing, major thing that I recognized was not to let anyone steal my joy. One of my favorite servers is a sweet gal, and she's only 23, and she's a fabulous server, but boy, is she super sensitive, and she gets stressed out so easy too. Excuse me. If anyone gives her any constructive criticism, she gets her feelings so hurt, like they are personally attacking her. It's hard for me because how can I describe to her that it's not personal? How can I tell her to not get her feelings hurt, to toughen up? I just don't think she'd respond well to those little nuggets of advice, right? But you know what she did respond to? Don't let them steal your joy. My favorite pastor always says that your joy is a gift that you can either keep for yourself or you can give it away. Keeping it is the best gift for yourself. No one can take it from you, but you have to give it. So it you have to give them permission to make you upset, right? But in this instance, be selfish. Keep your joy. And then everyone around you will enjoy it and feed off of it. So now see number one, be a thermostat. <laughs> Another thing that I've learned at our restaurant is what we say, hands in, hands out. I learned this when I was working and subsequently fired from Chili's a million years ago. You should never leave the dining area with empty hands and you shouldn't leave the kitchen with empty hands either. This is being efficient with your time. Where are the inefficiencies with your time or efforts? So for me, we live in a ranch layout home with a walkout basement, meaning we have a main floor living and then we have a lower level that what we call a walkout basement, where which means it has windows, it's on grade and it's not just all underground, right? Um, so with my daughter, she's nine and being a big girl now, or so she tells me, she moved to her big girl room downstairs. So what does that mean for me? I am running up and down those stairs all the time. (laughs) And I never walk from one end of my house to the other or up or down those stairs without having my hands full. Because the Lord knows there's always laundry, dirty or clean, or dishes or whatever to bring up to wash or put away. I know you're feeling me right now to all my mamas out there. So this held true with um, the restaurant, right? Don't leave the dining area with empty hands because there's always dirty dishes to take back to the kitchen and the dish area. Same thing with the kitchen. Nine times out of 10, there's always food to be run or silverware to be taken out. Don't wait to do it until later because that is a recipe for disaster. Um, Another thing that I learned or embraced is to give my inner bitch a hug, right? And and that's hard for me. I mean, yeah, I can be kind of mean and nasty, but 
normally I'm a people person and, and a people pleaser. I like to make people happy. So I always prefer to get along and make friends. But sometimes you just can't. Not because of me, but because of the other person. So my husband and I, we like to call it uh, nasty nice, right? You just tell people where to go and how to get there, but you do it with a smile and a great attitude. Um, So at the restaurant, I have a bartender and he is just uphill. And no matter how nice I am, he is always rude, short, or just plain old mean. What kind of idiot is mean to the owner of the business that he works for? Kind of hilarious, really. Maybe he's mad that he's 45 years old and has nothing to show for his life. But who knows? But here's the clincher. It's not my problem. But he is my problem. And I now have to handle it. So no matter how much I want to be nice... It's time now to not be nice. He's always going to have a problem with me, and it's hurting my business. I always joke with the other servers and bartenders and managers um, at the at the sports grill that um, I think of myself like Patrick Swayze uh, at Roadhouse. If y'all have ever ever seen that movie Roadhouse, and he always has a classic piece of advice as the bouncer of this kind of sketchy bar out off the highway that, you know, you should always be nice. And that's what he tells to his bouncers. And then one of them said, but when do you not be nice? And he said, when it's time to not be nice. So basically, you know, you know your limits, right? You know when it's time to put your foot down and draw that line in the sand. And that's what I had to do with that bartender. Um... So this one was kind of hard for me. Um, My husband just yelled at me last night that I have to own it, quote unquote, own it. And what does that mean? Well, it means I have to make a decision and stand behind it. Whether it's firing the bartender, changing the menu or whatever, I have to be confident in what I'm doing or everyone loses. He is a great coach and teacher and always he's managed lots of people in his line of work for many, many years. So I have to embrace what he's saying and make that happen. So the next thing, um, which is one thing that I love, is to be a mentor. Most of my servers are young ladies, like 20s young, and just like me, or what, just like me when I was their age, let's say, uh, they don't have a clue, right? They don't know what they want to do with their life. They're enjoying living in Steamboat and being at a resort, but I can't say this is their final stop, right? Um, and I saw a great meme the other day, and it said, be the person you wish you knew at that age, So now I'm making myself available to mentor these ladies for several reasons. A, I was a knucklehead in my 20s and would have hoped for someone to take an interest in me to provide advice and life's lessons. Uh, B, some of them come from a great family, but some don't. And C, sometimes you just need to know that someone has your back in this big, crazy world. Number seven. 
you have to work harder than everyone else. And this is kind of tricky um, because it's a balance between being the boss and showing it, but then also being um, on your employee's level so that no job is beneath you. Uh, when I'm there, I'm always the hardest worker. I'm first to arrive and last to leave. I'm dressed in a correct uniform, following SOPs, standard operating procedures, basically doing all the things. But that can backfire a little because they now see me on their level, and that means they don't necessarily do their best. They look at me like a coworker and then start to slack a little. I can be friendly, but not friends, right? So it's a tough balancing act for sure. I have to be friendly enough to inspire a great environment, but setting the best example possible. So the eighth thing that I've learned is something that's probably going to freak you out a little bit when I say it, because it sure did to my staff. So here we go. I want you to be a slut. What in the heck am I talking about? When I told my staff this, they looked at me probably the same way that you're looking right now listening to this episode. Um, show up, give 100%, put out. You're never too good for any task assigned to you in the restaurant. And this goes with life too, by the way. You should show up with a smile on your face, leave your troubles at the door, and be present in that moment. I've had several servers that have given great service, but the customers could tell they were in a pissy mood and they were left a zero tip. Why? As my restaurant mentor says, they're buying our experience, but get to eat our food. People aren't dummies and they're going to pick up on your vibe, whether it's good or bad. So now you can refer again to number one, be a thermostat. <laughs> number nine, be adaptable. We all get stuck in our own little ruts. And as humans, we don't necessarily like change, although some of us handle it better than others. But in the restaurant industry especially, change is the norm. Employees are coming and going, and being in a resort town, our customers are always coming and going. Menus are changing, specials are changing, you get it. Heck, even our customers are resistant to change, though, which kind of makes it so strange that all we do is change in the restaurant, but then our loyal customers don't like it when we change. If we change a special, if we change the hours, if we change the price of something, so it's just kind of a weird mix. When we changed our restaurant's name, I thought we were going to have a revolt. Ironically, they didn't even like the previous restaurant, but they got so mad when we changed the name. When I moved some of our sports memorabilia around, you would have thought I ran over their dog. Like the Doors song, people are strange, but your ability to adapt to change is key. My favorite pastor has said that change happens 90% of the time, but 10% is how you deal with it. And the last one that I've really noticed is community. Do you remember the old show Cheers? Their theme song said, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And it's so true. Whether you're coming to eat, looking around online, most everybody wants that sense of community. You recognize them or appreciate them. 
You don't even have to say much. Let them talk and you will think, or they will think, excuse me, that they had the best conversation ever. Jasmine Start posted a video not too long ago on the best way to network. And yes, it's not saying a whole lot. Let the other person talk. Create a sense of community around your brand and it will engage your customer and help you in business. And that's how it is at the restaurant. Say hello to people when they come in, even if you don't remember the name, their names. If you remember that they were in a week ago, they're going to love it. It makes them feel good and appreciated. So quick takeaways from today's episode. How can you be a thermostat and not a thermometer? How can you keep your joy amidst the chaos of life or business? How can you create little efficiencies in your life, thereby making things a little easier on you? How can you adopt the Patrick Swayze attitude in Roadhouse to be nice until it's time to not be nice? Do you have someone in your life that you could mentor or maybe be mentored by someone? How can you create community in your business, in your family, or your friends? I'm sure I have more life's lessons, but I'll save those for another episode. I'm going to close out with my money mantra and life in general, really, that I consistently tell myself each and every day. And I mean all throughout the day. And that is you are worthy. You're worthy of success, happiness, and all the things. Then I structure my day around how to be successful, happy, and all the things. I'll challenge you to come up with a mantra that you can gift to yourself and get to that next level. So I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me today on the Southern Fried Business Podcast, where I help women gain the confidence they need to take control of their checkbooks and live the life they once envisioned for themselves. Join me next week for another timely info drop that will help you level up. Ladies, it's time to fund your life. The opinions and information in this podcast are for general information only. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice.